Hello everyone, this is Strange Gods' Bear Eclair, and this week is going to be a little different. This is a shorter expository or info dump episode to familiarize you with the Blight setting, and to buy us a week of buffer as we await with bated breath the return of the pleasure barge belonging to His Highness Ezekiel the Restless, or Izzy as you know him. If you are more familiar than you'd like to be with the Blight, don't have the attention span for a lecture, or just don't like Bear's voice, Go ahead and skip this episode. It is a city-state called Kastorish by locals, or Kastahage by foreigners, or Kastahage to ignorant podcasters. It is nicknamed the Kanker, the Rot, City of Secrets and Lies, City of Golems. Most often, it is termed the Blight. It is alive not just with its thronging denizens, but in its creeping streets and towers as well. Built upon itself time and time again, new piles of brick and wood pushing down upon the historic strata of their fallen ancestors as the tumorous architectural conglomerate spreads ever upward and outward from the coldly burning Lime River to the as yet uncorrupted countryside. Dubiously guided by its mad cannibal queen and her cohorts of fractious nobles, this unthinking urban creature will seemingly consume and spread by amoebic instinct until it leeches dry every living creature it holds captive, or the end of days itself puts a stop to it. Castorage is situated on its own island, a curious little corner of the Lost Land's atlas, where a would-be oceanic empire and its few colonies shouts its own greatness across the seas for all to hear. Low folk translation. It's a big city, what is real old, nobody likes it here, and it's awful ugly. Them rich knobs call the shots, God save Queen Alice, and sweet death please come for me in the night so I got an excuse not to go to work in the morning. Section 1. The Law Although its legal literature spans libraries, Castorage's custom and law are embodied by its seven spoken prayers. These are the doctrine uttered by priests and repeated by schoolchildren day after day. They are the moral fibre, nay, bones, of the society. They are as follows. 1. Love, honour, and obey your queen. 2. Our destiny is to build an empire at the centre of the world. 3. Only the wise know how to use the dangerous curse of magic, and only a fool would tamper with it. 4. To toil is to know joy. 5. To be strict is to love, to be weak is to wither. 6. Obedience shows our love for our home and family. Disobedience shows our disdain for them. 7. Be content and joyful with your family, your history, and your destiny. Like any proper society, Casteridge has its own separate truths and guidelines by which the wealthy and well-bred operate. These are the seven secret unspoken prayers. 1. Magic is power, 
and power in the wrong hands is folly. Only those of high caste know how to use it wisely. The lowborn who dabble with it must be taught a lesson and cleansed as an example to others. 2. Power is might, and might is right. Our destiny is to rule. 3. Sinning in secret is not sin. 4. Workers work, rulers rule. 5. A peasant who learns to write is a peasant who has too much time on her hands. 6. Obedience is the only word that matters to a dog. 7. To know virtue, we must first intimately know vice. The Queen's common law is enforced and the rabble kept in check by the town guard. Those underpaid and gift-appreciating gentlemen, where more discerning minds and skilled fingers are needed, the knockers, or the midnight men, remove unpleasantness from the street smoothly, as if it had simply disappeared. These are the dependable agents of the insightful and clandestine Illuminati, a society rumored to be the real rulers of the city. Her Highness's crown justices are rumored to be their masters, so surely all is in good hands. Low folk translation. Last real simple here. Do as you're told, earn your keep, be an upright fella, love the Queen and the justices, and you'll probably still end up knife back and face down in the line by a copper or cutthroat. Part 2 The People Castorage is home to life and unlife. Human and inhuman, polite and downright shitheaded. Three million folks, roughly, all sardine packed in a crooked and overbuilt districts. These ain't all the types you'll see, just some of the most likely. Nobles, them knobs all live in their big old overgrown castle, with the gardens and estates all piled together in one building, or may one day tip over. That's called the capital. Nobody goes there, at least nobody I know. Blighted. Regular Joes, made good at their job by freakish mutations, won't make them apt for their God's intended place. Hard-working low folks like you and me. We don't ever really leave the Blight much. But why would we? It's our mother's city. All our family and friends are here, and the Queen. And even when we try, we can't really seem to go. Lots of foreign humans wandering around too. But... Eh, they're less trustworthy. Half-breeds, half-elves and half-orcs are around, reminding every one of them regrettable, boozy nights like the ones they was conceived on. And, oh yeah, then there's them fish-fuckers, the briny. Half-scum mistakes born a rape and left the ugly at my porch with their begging webby hands. Gnomes. Colourful little queer fellas what make a lot of things and own a lot of property. Buggers are everywhere underfoot, always coming up with ways of making the world noisier and harder to understand. But I'm told they make up a lot of something important called the um, service economy. Bankers and clerks and such. Sounds important anyway. Casteridge would hardly get on without them. Halflings. 
other folks what got midgetism that like to drift round on boats all the time and nick your pocket change. Look like kids from afar, till you come up close and see their wicked grins. Elves. Fancy pansy knife-eared ponces where love the arts and learning and refuse to keel over so the rest of us can have some peace and quiet. Feh! Fire ancestry, my ass. Dwarves. Hard-working stout folks with a knack for rocks and building sturdy houses. Fun to drink with, but real rotten when they got a grudge on you. Got lots of uh, racial hatreds too, and I can understand prejudices, as uh, they're often based in fact. But uh, these fellas take it a bit far. Copra, copra, coprafaggy, coprophagy, bugger it, roach folk. Gross, unwanted, hard to kill pests, will keep trying to steal the cheese from my cellar. The Fetch. Ghoulies and vampires who thinks they own the place. Maybe they've been here centuries, but they haven't done much with the place but sleep all day and lack. And last and certainly least, the lowest of the low. Them scum what does the work unsuitable for decent folk. They're the undead resurrected for work, cause they couldn't afford the death duty to stay dead. Golems, homunculies too, alchemical monsters. Lately, they've been stealing jobs from us honest low folk like yours truly. Despicable. Part 3. The Faiths. Mother Grace. The royal family's own religion, and therefore the state's. The Holy Mother is the good and lawful matron goddess of Castorage. And seen little elsewhere. The most widely worshipped godhead, her temples and icons fill the city with a modicum of reverent beauty, and she represents the safety and security we all hope for, despite the dearth of it. Father Kanker, another Castorajian deity. He is the lord that drifts over Sister Lime at night, and suffocates beggars in the streets and babes in their cribs. The rabble say he is driven away by a birdsong, and so the shrieking of canaries trills through the city at all hours. You do not worship Father Kanker. You placate and avoid him. Lord Shingles. King of the heights of Castorage's unique skyline, he is the figure one glimpses traipsing along roof ridges and perching on spires in the gloaming of dusk and dawn. Architects, builders, acrobatic thieves, and anyone who doesn't want his roof caving in during the night, pay him homage. Sister Shadows. She is the lady who watches over those safe shadows and passageways which offer the low scraping denizens of the city hope and another tomorrow. In the labyrinthian alleys of Castorage, a friendly name to whisper fervently when crawling through pipes to save one's own skin is an irreplaceable boon. Devils and Demons. Lucifer Mammon, Baphomet, Jubilex, Geryon. Take your pick. There are scores of wretched and ancient names one may utter as a curse upon the soul for the exchange of worldly gain. In Castorage, where vice and temptation and lies drown the senses, so many cabals and strayed sheep 
pay profane homage to and strike foolhardy bargains with these titans of terror. Lo folk addendum. No shame, we've all done it once. Or more. Long as you make good with Mother Grace on the morrow, you can ask a little favour from the serpent when you got to shiv your mate Benny over a drink he owed you and not get caught. The Green Father. A sort of merry country bumpkin deity with no certain origins or function beyond helping gardeners and shepherds and producing pleasing greenery. He simply popped up as suddenly and inexplicably as a weed, almost as if he were made up on the fly. Part 4. The Between In a city already on the verge of madness and rich in horrors, it is a cruel unfairness that the veil which separates the mundane world from that of magic and monstrosities should be so thin, as thin as a mirror, in fact. Beware reflections. They may be portals behind which manifestations of senseless hate and primal destruction lurk. The between influences and insinuates itself in fault lines of sanity, pooling and wait until it can unleash discord in the form of incomprehensible aberrations and dark fey beasts. Low folk translation. If you're fortunate enough to own a mirror, smash it. No good comes from the other side, and there's already enough things trying to gobble up your kids and your knickers as it is. We hope you have enjoyed this Strange Gods primer into the Blight campaign setting. And we hope that you will continue to patronize our rendition of the Levy Adventure Path. Good day, mates!